Jarrett. I'm here with uh, Mash Those Buttons Community Manager and 2009 United States Rodeo Champion Rob Hill Williams. One day he's going to run out of titles for us. One day. <laughs> <laughs> One day, but not today. <laughs> Do you have like a title Rolodex that you just flip through every week? No, no. No, I can hear I... him thinking about it. <laughs> and I'm like, one day he's just going to be like, you know what? Screw it. I don't have anything. <laughs> this is Jess. This is, this is Rob. This is Nick. This is whoever. That's all it's going to be. Yes, and that impromptu introduction, we also have Nick Santangelo, uh, one of our senior editors, and also the creator of, of the Ham Sandwich. I'm sorry, what did I create? The Ham Sandwich. Oh, it's just that I made so many things. Oh, okay. I was like, that was kind of dirty sounding. It had so many successful creations over the years that it, it sometimes it's hard to remember. But um, yes, it's a fine sandwich. I'm very proud of it. Yes, yes. So... This is Mashcast number fourteen. Guy, uh, we'll have quite a bit of a uh, few things to talk about, so we're just gonna get right into it with our normal. Uh, so, Rob, what, what have you been playing? Uh, Jamestown. Still, um, there will be a review soon, and uh, also La Noir. Um, you know what? I, I have to make a confession about La Noir. I don't think I like it anymore. Really? Yeah. Um. I'm not like the more I play it, the less I'm impressed. It's just a weird thing that I've, I've like started to notice. Like, I'm I don't even know how many cases in now, but I'm like, wow, I I don't think I enjoy this game really. Like, I play it and it's it's okay, but like it's not the like ah, it's so great that everybody you know did you know was proclaiming when it first came out. Like, at least not to me. I'm like, I don't I don't know. I can kind of agree with you because I haven't played in L.A. New Orleans in like three weeks. Um, I got to Vice. I'm actually on my first Vice case. Mm-hmm. And I got to one part and I messed up. And I was like, alright, well, I'm going to restart it. Because I, I, I definitely knew I was not going to get the guy. Right. Never went back and played it. Like, I can't luster up enough to go back and play it now. And it's like, why? You know? Yeah, it's weird. Like It feels almost like it's trial like it's really like a trial and error game because like i don't know like how much changes if you don't catch people or what changes or if it's just that you just don't catch them um like i don't know if it affects the outcome of anything because i'm not i guess i'm not well i'm not done so it I don't affects know. Yeah. how you it just feel becomes... about yourself <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, there's that though, like if that's the only effect i'm like that's kind of a jip in a way because it's there's nothing like there's no real reason then it's just like well, oh it you becomes just... more difficult to solve it if, if you screw up um you can still get it right pretty much all the time. You just then you have to do more fact finding and stuff. So that's really the kind of the incentive they went with. Mm. Um, they, they said that I read a lot of reviews for that game that actually said like, "Oh, you can't mess it up. I mean, you can mess it up." Oh like, yes, you can. I, I had one where like I, I I accused a guy at the end of of a case and I was just dead wrong, and they were like, "Game over," and I started the the. Wow. Uh, the interrogation is over again. So you that can actually happen. Hmm. I think a lot of cases it can't. Legitimately, I think there's a lot of cases right. where just eventually you're just thrown into more clues. But a- yeah, anyways, it's just weird. It's just the it's just the trial and error thing that I'm like that's not really groundbreaking. It's not really special. That it's just you know like that's that's going back to like when you had to play the first Splinter Cell and it's like it wasn't about how crafty you were it was about like remembering stuff you know after playing it over and over again so that you could do everything right it was it's just memorization it's not 
you know, like there to are a certain some extent. In the thing. It, right. I loved the game. I, I really did. I couldn't put it down, but there were several points where I was like, wait, really? And I think almost everyone is voiced that there are points where you have this piece of evidence in your hand that to you, it's like, yeah, this proves the guy's guilty, but the game doesn't want you to use that piece. They just, they wanted you to use a different piece of evidence. So that doesn't work. Yeah. But, I don't know. Just, just personal, you know, just personal issues with it. I, it's just a strange thing. And I'm like, you know, maybe like I'm the only person that's out there, but outside of that, uh, the cause I can't put that game down, you know, for more than a week without going back to it. So I don't know. That's uh, that's all I've been playing, really. <laughs> how, cool. about, how about you, Nick? Uh, as for me, I've been playing Bastion, which I absolutely loved. I thought that was a fantastic game. Um, really can't complain about too much other than that. I, I really feel like they missed an opportunity for co-op in that game. I didn't hit them too hard for it in the review because what is there felt really well balanced and really tight to me. So I kind of understand, like, you know, maybe that would have just screwed things up. Other than that, uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood I've been playing, which, yeah, I know, I'm like 10 months behind on that one, but I'm, I'm almost through it now. There's a lot of little things that annoy me, but I overall I really, really enjoy the game. I'm glad I picked it up. Uh, I've played something else. Something, oh, yes, Trenched. I've been replaying a bunch of the levels in that. Anyone saying that that game does not have replay value is an idiot. Yes. And I've seen several <laughs> people say that because um, I, I have like six friends that are in my regiment, It'll put you in like regiments with anyone that you play together, uh, and we play we replay levels all the freaking time. And there's almost very little incentive to even do so because we've all hit the level cap already, which is only ten, and we've pretty much unlocked just about everything. But we keep on playing it, so that's pretty much everything for me. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. Okay, uh, for me, I've also been playing Bastion, and I think it's incredible. I did not miss the co-op at all. Because I mean, not every game deserves co-op, or not just say deserves or needs a co-op in multiplayer. This game definitely did not, and that narration is like incredible. Like they, they, they. they I mean, I played it at PAX and everything, but they narrated way more than I thought they would. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like I was just going around like smashing stuff, and he's like. The kid takes some time to smash some rocks. Yeah. <laughs> you he know? just kind of rages for a while. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Or like, um, I was like, the, there were these like thorny bushes in one level. And so I'm like killing all the thorny bushes. And he's like, the kid walks around killing all the thorny bushes. Like there's a prize for it or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess I can stop doing that. <laughs> and like, went oh, about wow. my business. So, yeah, that was, uh, I like Bastion. Warham- oh, final verdict on Warhammer 40k Kill Team, because I've still been playing that. It's good. I'll give you that. But the thing that kills it, no online co-op. Womp, womp, womp. That, that's a big one. Like, come on. Like, it's, I'm like, really, a game like that? You would thrive with online co-op, but it's all local co-op, and then it's just not the same. Like, I mean, oh, well, it is the same, but the thing is, like, I, well, I, all my friends have jobs. And girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, well, to pick it up. God. Don't get me wrong, I have a job too, but it's not like after I after I get home from work, I don't feel like going over a friend's house to play some Warhammer forty K. Exactly. Yeah, like it doesn't you know, that does that Can yeah, you come just, over and kill things with me? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really, you know, fly too well, but yeah, there's that. Um also there is uh, I've been playing MK nine. 
uh, in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and that was primarily for the the podcast that we recorded on Monday for a Versus series that will be out soon. Playing Miss Explosion Man, which, surprisingly difficult, like... I think it's more difficult than Explosion Man. Great game, great challenge. And it's like, it's one of those difficult games that makes you want to play it more. And then they tempt you like Satan when they ask you if you want to cheat to the next uh, checkpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, like, it's, it's an awesome game. Twisted Pixel did a great thing. And I finally unwrapped Uncharted. So maybe, maybe next week I will have played it. Maybe next week it'll be in the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe next week it'll be in the Fantastic. list. Fantastic. So. Yeah, but that's what I've been playing. Well, I'm having a good time with that stuff. But enough about us. Let's talk about some other stuff. News. Uh, the reason yes, we're here. The news. So, oh, uh, yeah. first up, we have um, some claims by AMD about the next Xbox. Um, one thing that this article definitely tells us is that AMD will be developing the chipset for the next Xbox. Obviously, but they are saying that the the next Xbox will be able to render avatar style graphics. And uh, I talked with Rob, I talked with Nick, and we all agreed that we're going to file that under bullshit. Yeah. No way, man! Story like that's got to be true. <laughs> it's got to not be true. They don't even have computers out that can render that. At least, like, not in terms of like gaming power, like gaming power. Yeah, like it doesn't. It is not. It's not even out. So, like, how are you going to tell me that the 720 is going to have it? You're guaranteeing that. You're full of crap. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. all. <laughs> that is that is a promise they cannot keep. I mean, we don't even have games that have Final Fantasy style graphics yet. That too. Uh, yeah, seriously. Can we have Ad- Advent Children in a game? No. So don't don't feed me that. <laughs> <laughs> really, don't be in my cornflakes to tell me it's raining. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. And it's not at all like the chip developer for the console would have any kind of vested interest in pumping people up for it. Exactly. <laughs> and we do, and we seem to go through this every time. I mean, everybody remembers when we saw the first video for Killzone, you know, and they were, you know, this is in-game graphics on PS3, and the lie that turned out to be. And the console yeah. was out when they made that lie, at least. It's not like vaporware that it's just like, oh, yeah, it's totally going to be able to do that. Even though if they if they follow convention and say, oh well maybe they'll be announcing it next year, it's still not going to be that that technology is not going to be there. So yeah. this crap. is ten times more insulting to our intelligence than that was though. Yeah, that's true because at least that was like you you can maybe get there by the time that game comes out. <laughs> and you say what you want about Avatar, like like about it, like its qualities of film, whatever. We're not even getting into that, people. But like like the visuals were ridiculously good there's no way the next xbox is looking like that okay and i don't know how good the next xbox will look but i know it ain't gonna look that good and if it does look like that you can expect your next xbox to be like the size of a television (laughs) like it's gonna be an old computer with tubes and everything (laughs) it's gonna be huge i mean you'd have to have such a, a large leap in technology to do that you know what i'm saying like i mean right now I think that the most advanced graphical item that we've seen would be uh, at GDC, the upgrades to the Unreal Engine running at max, okay? And that's still awesome. Do you know what it took to run that? It took a PC with three NVIDIA 560s, a card that hadn't even come out yet. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's not like this kind of thing would be expensive either. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. If it's going to do that, then it's going to cost you your mortgage. Like, exactly. it's going it really, It's not even going to be feasible. You thought the even PS3 if they was expensive it. in 06. I mean, this is going to be like, it would be exponentially more money. Yeah, it's just, it's foul out under bullshit, and that's it. Call it a day, at least to me. That's just. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the official MTB ruling. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna like I said, we're gonna follow that one other bullshit. But we just thought we would mention it because we give you enough frowns on this show. We wanted to give you some laughs. So we are also for the lulls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. I mean, I, 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 there's really not much more we can say about that than just no. Um. So, uh, but you know, leaving that topic, hopping on to our next one. Uh, Goldeneye Double O Seven Reloaded which has already come out for the Wii. It's a remake of GoldenEye, obviously, uh, that came out for the Wii last year. It was like last October, November? Last year. Yeah, last November, I believe. Last November. November. It was it was more, a little bit more than a remake. It was a little bit of a reimagining, too, because they replaced Pierce Bronzman, uh, Brosman as Bond, with the new dude with the blonde hair. And uh, they actually... Daniel Craig. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That guy, I knew yeah. Craig. I didn't know what his first name was. in Cowboys vs. Indians? I don't know. He's he like, is in Cowboys vs. Indians. The cowboy guy. Yeah, the cowboy <laughs> guy. But he, uh, but, you know, they also replaced segments of the story and the gameplay and stuff like that. Well, so that remake or reimagining is now being brought to the Xbox 360 and PS3. So it's a re it's a it's a remake of a reimagining. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about and, unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the first one was like, hey, remember that that game that was freaking fantastic back in 1997? Uh yeah, we we took out the cool stuff and we made it again. So, you know, you should come by that. And now <laughs> bringing it out again. Like I don't I don't know why they did that the first time. Like the first the first one wasn't a horrible game. I, I don't mean the, the N64 release. I'm talking about the, the Wii release, just so we're clear on that, everyone. I love the N64 game as much as anybody else. Um, yeah, then the, the Wii one was already like, wait, why did you do this? You took out the stuff I loved about the game. Like, really, like, you just had to kind of do it like Perfect Dark did, coming out again on uh, Xbox Live Arcade. You okay, know, I was going to say, like, wait, Yeah, I was waiting to see where he was going with that before I attacked him. Like, yeah. what did what you that? say? going to pull a ghost dad and reach through my microphone and grab you. <laughs> that, that, that game killed all my childhood dreams with <laughs> Perfect Dark Zero. Okay, right. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're okay now. We're good, Nick. We're okay. okay. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> Make your point. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty much what I was saying. If you, if you played... Perfect Dark, the original Perfect Dark, not that crappy prequel um, on Xbox Live Arcade. It, it was pretty awesome. If you played the original one back in the N64, if you never did, you were probably just like, what is this? This is the game people were raving about? Because it was a really faithful remake of it. I, mean, I And I think that's kind of what a remake should be a lot of things. And that was really GoldenEye 2.0 in, in its own way. Yeah, so. right. yeah. yeah. That was They didn't have the Bond license anymore, so we're like, oh, let's, you know, Make female James Bond with aliens. And <laughs> it worked. It worked. Yeah. I love. I like that game. Like that replaced Goldeneye multiplayer for me when I was playing in in sixty four. I mean, if you, I didn't like Perfect Dark. In the Perfect Dark, there was something wrong with you. Yeah, I agree. You were obviously soulless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if you liked Goldeneye, you would have liked Perfect Dark. And yeah. like what they did was they made a good, per, like they made a good port. That's what they did. Like they ported it and made it pretty, <laughs> which is what you needed to do. Yeah. We so, talk about oh, yeah. 
thing a little bit though uh, actually what they're doing with it it does have some new stuff that wasn't in the wii version like there's these mi6 ops missions which are like objective-based multiplayer stuff i think cops. You know, they're, they're objective-based challenges right like which they had they had challenge modes in in perfect dark and stuff this is more probably even more objective-based than those although those were pretty objective um and i think was the Wii one only eight players online? Because it's sixteen player online. I believe it was eight players. I, it was like really yeah, low. So <laughs> I'm gonna be surprised. So no one's surprised that Wii online was not that good for something. Who saw that? Shocker. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and there's also gonna be new weapons, modes, and maps, and characters, and it's coming this fall, I believe. Like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, of course, yeah. Uh, until September when. Half of those games get delayed into 2012. That's already started. So, yeah. Yeah. do we know? Do we know? Activision, Activision's games will come out in the fall. Yeah, it says the fall, That's but I want to know. I want to know like when in the fall because you can tell how much a publisher cares about their games, depending on when they release it around Call of Duty. Like, act- yeah, especially like when they release it around their own blockbuster. <laughs> yes, yeah, it'll tell you a lot. Yeah, we're going to release that on November 10th. Wow. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, did you get the tombstone ready? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like... On this game not being as successful at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just kind of throw it to the wolves, like, yeah, we made a promise to release this game. Let's just kind of throw it out there with Call of Duty. It'll get cannibalized, and we held up our part of the deal. So, um... The thing with that, you've got these people that were, like, like us who remember the game and how fantastic it was in the 97 and all. And I really, really love it. And then they like they destroyed most of the stuff that was great about it. And then you have all these people that just like never played it and are younger and think Halo was the first first person shooter on a console. And like they just don't give a damn at all. So I don't, I don't even know who the audience is for this thing. I don't. <laughs> it's supposed to be for nostalgia, but I think that anybody who would have bought it before now knows enough not to from the Wii version. I, I mean, I've heard the Wii version isn't bad, but it's still. It's not. It's not the it game. It's not was. that game. It's not that it's game that we remember. Was like, holy crap! This is great. I'll tell you something yeah. about the Wii version. It was a great shooter for the Wii, which doesn't say a lot. It's one of right. those deals where, okay, it's on the Wii. If you have only a Wii, and that's the game you want to get because it's for a Wii shooter, it's good. But like compared, it's better to... than the conduit, so you're yeah. doing okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. But compared to everything else, like it really, it's like meh. You know, that's that's. It, sh- it really should have been like an arcade title for like twelve hundred Microsoft points. Yeah, yeah. and that's even if you remake it. Like to me, in a way, like and that's just the last thing I'll stay on this. Like Goldeneye should just have been left alone. You know, like it, that is a game that, in a way, doesn't really translate that well to now. If you think about it, like if it was if it was faithfully ported, like it would be fun in a way. But like, how much would you really play that game now? You know, like, it's different when you're like, oh, we're at a party or something, or you got friends over. You're like, oh, let's break out the N64 and play. Then you play it for a night. But, like, that's kind of the same thing that would happen if you downloaded it. So, like, I just don't see, like like, like Nick said, I don't really see the market. So yeah. You kind of either had to have completely redo the whole damn thing, or... And then it's not gold now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you either had to do that, though, or you had to, like you said, it's an arcade game, it's 800 points, it has dual analog now and online and slightly better graphics. You know, have fun with what you remember. But they're doing this middling thing, and it's kind of like, okay, this doesn't really do anything for anybody. But yeah. that's all I got to say about that. Right, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we those, said enough. Yeah, for those looking for that nostalgia, look for 007 around 
probably around the time Call of Duty or Battlefield's coming out, which means you'll have to look really high or really low <laughs> to, to find it in all the other uh, marketing and advertisement. But uh, moving on to our next piece. Um, Let's talk a little this bit is about you. Start of a trend <laughs> in this podcast, this this particular podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, we're going to talk about EA. Actually, we're going to talk about EA quite a bit today. That's what I mean. The, this is going to be yeah. a trend. <laughs> You're going to yeah. hear about this a lot. Been making some headlines this past week, and yeah. not all of them might make you happy. But let's. Uh, why don't well, you tell like, us what they said, Jared? All right. Well, this one is actually. I I agree with them, but not for the same reasons they want me to agree, that they're predicting the death of in-store game buying. Um, I agree with them because I've been saying since, you know, since Steam. I mean, I'm not talking about you late Steam comers. I'm talking about using Steam since, like, they started packaging it, you know, or you had to get Steam to play this game, you know, since Mm -hmm. back then. Um, So, you know, I've been saying since Steam that the the delivery system was so good there was no reason for me to go into a store and pick up a game, you know. And then Steam started to expand out to, you know, other parties besides themselves or besides Valve. So, you know, EA is, you know, saying the same thing pretty much that they're they're predicting the death of, you know, the in-store game buying for people who would just rather stay home and download the games, which I got to tell you guys, like, if you don't, if, if you're a console player, I guess you really don't have experience with that, besides, like, maybe the arcade titles. But that's extremely satisfying. Like, you know, like, I'm looking through the store on Steam, dot, you know, on Steam.com or the Steam Powered, and I see a game I want, click, 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 done. Go go find something to eat, get watch a little TV, and boom, I'm playing my game, like, an hour later. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Instead of having to go out and drive and, you know... Deal with, deal with traffic to you know, exactly. <laughs> you need some accessories. How about this? How about that? You need a memory like card or something? No, because I can buy it online. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to pre-order Call of Duty, Rob? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm sorry. I said it. Let's not get into that. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. get so far off topic. Uh, see, but the, I mean, the reason, like me, I'm saying that because it makes sense, and I that's just the way I see it. EA is saying it for a different reason. You know, we talked about it before. They opened up their new Origin store, which is not really new; it's just a rebranding of the EA store. But they've been really pushing to. They've re- they've, they've pushed Origin harder than they ever pushed the EA store, and that's because whether they say it or not, they're really out to get Steam. <laughs> but um. Clearly, clearly, it's the yeah, big they, piece they of pack- yeah, yeah, they can package that however they want. We, we, I think, almost everybody sees right through it. Yeah, they're clearly trying to go after Steam, especially after they pulled their games from Steam. But we're not going to talk about that today. Um, we already talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> so the EAC, go listen to the other podcast. Yeah, I mean, the EAC even went as far to say that they want to transform EA from a packaged goods company to a fully integrated digital entertainment company. Um, they want to transfer, uh, transform EA to a games-as-a-service model. Um, this I can, I can see this for a few reasons. One, because the digital download, like I said, I predicted, and anybody else with a brand would have predicted that that's the way it's going to go, especially with as much hard drive space we've been getting on games, oh, not games, sorry, on computers and the Xbox and the PS3, stuff like that. Yeah. But on top of that, when you can do a direct digital download service, you cut out those retailers. I mean, you really cut them out. That'll save you. That saves publishers a lot of money. Lots. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think we all can agree that this is the future at some point. I yeah. mean, I, I think uh, EA always... is trying to convince us that it's like it's it's happening tomorrow at like three p.m. I, right. I don't know if you guys are aware. Set your it, it, it's happening as soon as the old republic comes out. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, that's what they convince. As what soon they're... as we figure out a way to make boatloads of money, that's when the transition will be made. Uh, but it it is going to happen. Uh, so so you know we we still. As gamers, I think a lot of us, we talked about this before the podcast, have this addiction to like collecting games. And it, it's kind of illogical when you see like the movie and music industry. Most of us are streaming stuff or just, you know, downloading things fully to own them. Uh, eventually, the gaming industry is going to get there, but it's it's not there right now. I kind of cut you off a little bit, though, Rob. Did you have something you wanted to put in there? Uh, no, I mean, not really. I, like, it's, it's stuff that you guys already said. It's, you know, it, that is the future. Like, the only thing that I, I really see in this that's, I know that going, you know, that things moving to a digital format means that you, you stop becoming a packaged goods thing because you're not selling physical anymore. But it scares the crap out of me when I hear companies, especially big companies like EA, start saying that we're, we're, we're using it as a, as a service. Because, as a service is code for nickel and diming you. Subscription. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And like that's and that's what worries me. But outside of that, I mean, for the most part, yeah, it's going to happen. And it's and it's already started to happen, but that's it, you know? Like it's the it, it is the way that it's going to go because it was going to go that way before EA even opened their mouths. <laughs> Wait, you you mean EA didn't create this whole thing? I thought that's what was happening. <laughs> that is I insane. I think you're right though. Sometimes it kind of is good to have that middleman there as much as you might want to like you know bitch about some somebody like GameStop and that is often entirely warranted sometimes it's good to have someone there setting it like no this is the established price and this is the system um and I think Valve does a very good job with everything they do with Steam but I think you you get a little bit more worried if EA is in charge of things yeah and I mean not so much because I trust GameStop but just that I like anytime I hear that that phrase it worries me so and the thing is um you know somebody said to me well and, and this is the last thing i'm gonna say before we move on but uh this is, you know if they can cut out retailers they can give us the games for cheaper and i had to explain to them i'm like whenever they see an opportunity like mm-hmm. to save money <laughs> yep. they're not going to make the game cheaper if the if the consumer is used to buying a game at 60 bucks and now they can cut out best buy from getting any any cut of that mm-hmm. you know that's that what they're no gonna do exactly yeah, there's nothing that has no guarantee how much it's going to cost to you if they yeah, could yeah. and and i mean we've heard in the past that like you know publishers and stuff have said we would charge more if we could because they would it, they, if people would accept $70 for a game, don't you dare believe for a second that they wouldn't sell it at $70 because they it is a business. They are in it to make money, and I don't know why that always surprises people. Yeah, I, and would you really do it differently like it was you? And like not even, if you were selling something and someone was willing to pay more, like you would sell it for more. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah, so I don't expect any price cuts, but uh, I guess in line with EA's thinking on that whole, you know, uh, game as a service deal, uh, they also, well, I shouldn't say EA as a whole, but the EA Sports division um, also, they, they released a bit of news saying that they plan to develop a Netflix-like 
gaming model. Okay, here we go with services. Yeah. <laughs> services. Now, they, they're trying to be affordable. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Possibly. Well, right. Here's the deal. I mean, they haven't they haven't <laughs> they haven't uh said too much about it, given too many details. But this is a few things I know about Netflix, you know, and their that business model. First of all, they mean subscription. Okay. And one thing I should clear up is that EA Sports hopes to offer all of their EA Sports titles for one price. Okay. It is not going to be... It, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be, you know, $60 for all the EA Sports games. So get that out of your head. Football, you know, $60 not $60 a month. <laughs> yeah, you know, if it's probably going to be a subscription service, and I'm not talking 3 bucks a month. You're probably talking 15, 10, $10 to $15 a month for all of the EA Sports titles. You know, mm-hmm. but think about that. After four months, you just bought a game. You know what I'm saying? I don't know anybody who plays all EA Sports games. Although it's weird, though, because one thing I didn't really consider, um, fully at least, is that they do also include... Well, actually, I'm not even sure if it's true, but one thing that I'm wondering about is do they include like their racing games in that? Is that fall under EA Sports? Because I really don't recall like seeing Need for Speed like as an is an EA sports game. Like that's a good question, yeah. Shift is Shift is. Shift, okay. is a, Shift is a sports game because it's a simulation. Okay. I, w- I wouldn't expect to see like Hot Pursuit or the run on there. So yeah, yeah the gaming industry tends yeah. to you know classify that different. I you're you're right though cuz like it's like well that's motor sports, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I mean it, if that's if that falls under the umbrella if they change things. I mean like if you're only counting Shift then yeah, I still don't, I still don't care. But then the, I don't know, it gets a little more viability if you throw in something like that, like if you throw in all motor sports. But on the whole it is just, you know, like most people don't play that many sports games. Like people either tend to do like one or two things. They play only the sports they watch, which typically is football, hockey, maybe basketball or baseball, which they don't have anymore. And <laughs> they or they only stick to one sport, typically football, which means that they get NCAA and they get Madden and that's all they get. Right. So if that if that subscription is more than ten dollars a month, like you've already overpaid. Really. Yeah, because those are the only games that you really would have bought or cared about anyway. It's just that now you have access to the other ones, so you know you'll play Tiger Woods every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, and I I guarantee whatever they do with this though, it, it'll be successful because you know EA Sports games always sell well. And I I don't know, I'm a little out of touch with that because I'm a huge sports fan. I'm a little weird in that I I love baseball, hockey, and football. I watch it all constantly and stay well read on it, but I don't play sports games like. Ever, unless they have Mario in them. You know? yeah, I don't the think last that's sports that game I bought was NHL 2004, and I probably paid it for like two weeks. And then it was like, okay, you know, it just <laughs> it doesn't do much for me. But I don't know, maybe they see this as a way to get people to play like every single EA sports game. I don't know if that'll work, but maybe that might be what they have in the back of their, you know, diabolically scheming little minds. Right. What do you guys think? Uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I mean, because the thing is, like, just because I have access to it doesn't mean I'm going to play it. You know what I'm saying? If I think right. Tiger Woods Golf is boring, I think Tiger Woods Golf is boring, and just because I have access to it doesn't mean I'm going to waste my time. Yeah, you could give me Jersey Shore on Netflix, I'm not going to watch it. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like, what's 
don't we have some details? Because I mean, yeah. we're just talking, and we're like, people are probably like, well, I don't know, what do they mean? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the story was game journalists complain about EA. That wasn't the headline. <laughs> no, that's this podcast. Oh, no, okay. I, no, no, <laughs> I, yeah. I got confused. Yeah, so to, to give a little more light on the subject um, as to what you would get in this subscription service if they actually do make it a subscription service, that's just us predicting that. Remember that, please. Um, basically, you would get access to all of the titles, but not only would you get access to all of the titles, you would get access to all of the titles across multiple platforms. So PC, Mac, Xbox 360, PS3, so forth and so on. In my opinion doesn't really matter because I'm only going to play on one console. But you also, I shouldn't say, I'm not going to say you should should also get, you also get, but they plan on integrating social aspects into the EA Sports games. They've already kind of started doing that, like the autolog and stuff like that. Like that's, of course, going to eventually make its way in other games. Like, I don't don't think they're going to let that drop into just Need for Speed or anything. But I think they, they mean more so, like they're trying to find more and more and more ways to integrate social and casual aspects into EA Sports games. And even like in in platforms, they also mentioned iPhone, Android, iPad, iPad, uh, iPod Touch. Like, really? Like, really? EA Sports games on all those platforms? Like, playing Madden on an iPad? It's not the same thing, dude. Yeah, and there's going to have to be some sort of I mean, you can't have people on like with an Xbox controller or, or or whatever you know legitimate console or platform play against people on like an, the iPhone. I don't think that's the <laughs> intent, think though. I think it's just to give people access. I don't think that the, it it's meant to be like, oh, we're going to integrate these so people can you know like play cross platform. I don't. That's yeah, like, I know. That's not I'm even saying, on the table. I don't think they're they're talking about putting it on so many different platforms. It's like that's just kind of weird. If it's like the same game in the same service, right? Like, yeah. I'm, Obviously, it's, that's what I'm saying. It, it can't possibly be as streamlined as that sounds initially. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, they have to have analysts, you know, industry analysts and stuff like that take a look at this. But why can't they see that just because they pack a ton of crap into this subscription, it doesn't mean people are going to use it? I mean, perfect example. Um, when the Netflix streaming first came out, I mean, they had a whole bunch of movies, a whole bunch of movies and document, uh, you know, documentaries and stuff like that. But there wasn't anything anybody wanted to watch, right? So nobody used stuff. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, there was tons of stuff there. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the that like Madden or NCAA or FIFA aren't quality product. Yeah, no one plays those. Yeah, I was saying like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they're not quality product; they're garbage, but if you have no interest in playing it, like I have no interest in playing soccer, you know what I'm saying? I have no interest in playing Tiger Woods golf or any, like, you know, several other esports titles. Nobody wants to play NBA live because they still have (laughs) NBA 2K. (laughs) That's just a fact of life. (laughs) Um, And actually be honest with you, people only play Madden because they have the licenses. There's no choice. Yeah. You have no choice to, but to play Madden. NCAA though is enjoyable. Yeah, that, that's a game that like actually gets improvements every year, and also NHL. Although I don't know how long NHL is going to last, since now they really don't have a competition anymore either. Yeah. So, but we'll right. see. Because NCAA hasn't had competition in years, and they still keep improving that game. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I guess like the only thing I can see, like I see the downfall in this, but I do see potential for where it could be good because. 
I mean, given that, like, you know, sometimes people, you know, they're saying that we spend 20 to 40 billion or million or was a billion? I think million. Million. They said. <laughs> they better not be spending 20 <laughs> billion on NBA Live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Um, well, I think they meant like on a whole, not necessarily like one game, but maybe they meant one game. That's kind of crazy, though. Um, but that they're spending so much in developing these games and that people are only picking, like hunting and pecking one or two games that they play. And the service is a way that like expand people into playing the other ones. And I see it working on, well, a couple of levels actually. Um, and then sort of like a side point. Uh, the first being that if people have more access to the other games, then maybe they'll play stuff they wouldn't have played before. Maybe you only think you don't like golf because you just you you don't watch golf on TV, but have you played a golf game? You know, you play a golf game, you're like, oh, actually, this is kind of fun. You know, and then all of a sudden, you're a fan of a third game or a second game or, you know, whatever the case may be for EA. And then, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so you get people more interested. And then that works on the second level by, you know, saying that, since DLC is becoming so big, and it really depends on how you integrate that, especially with sports games, but that now you add DLC into the mix, you know, you add other uniforms, other courses, uh, new stadiums, the, things of that nature, and then suddenly, like, you have people, like, since they're getting more interested in all the games, then they purchase more stuff. Which works out to their advantage, because the subscription is only giving you access to the games. It's not it's not necessarily saying here's all the DLC because they're, of course they want to make money on that by, you know, getting you in the long run. Um, that's an interesting the, point, Rob. I, I, I think maybe that's, maybe that's what EA has in mind in the back of their heads. They're not outwardly saying that, I but that play. might be, yeah, yeah, that might be what they're really, really banking on. Then, you know, well, you play Madden for a few weeks and you're like, yeah, I probably won't play anything else. Well, I got the subscription, you know, and then just end up playing other things and renew your subscription. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, you would have to if you wanted. To, you would have to renew it if you if you wanted to play Madden. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the thing about it is, yeah. it's one of those things where if you if you do the subscription for a year, and then you decide not to keep it, well, now you just paid like let's say, you know, it's ten bucks a month at the least. Let's take the least number. Ten bucks a month. You just paid 120 dollars. And you have nothing left. <laughs> nothing to show for it after you're done. Yeah. So exactly. it's one of those things where you need to be a sports fan. But that's that's the only that like the one real downfall. You have to be a sports fan to even consider it because otherwise it's not worth your time. Yeah. Um, like you you lose it. Oh uh, yeah, of course. The yeah. only last point, as far as it being available on multiple platforms, as I wanted to make, is that the only way I could really see that working is that. Not only that you get access to the games because, like, like you said, who cares about playing Madden on iPad? But they have started to kind of come out with the, um, like the like the draft managers and stuff of that nature, and maybe that becomes a thing. You know, like that you don't necessarily want to play the game on your Android on your on your, on your iPhone or Android, but you can you know pick your rosters, do drafting, do like back office management stuff that some people, you know, like playing those games for. That's the only other thing I can see, but that's and so like maybe it does work out in the long run for them, but it's definitely a you need to really know that you're a sports fan before you even start. Like I think they only really get people who like are diehard Madden fans when it like kicks off. Like, I, that's the only people I can really see who are like, yeah, I'll totally buy that. And then they get access to other stuff. That's it. That's the only way I can see it working. 
Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and get more info. We'll definitely keep an eye on it, and we'll see exactly what I guess what they do with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is me casting doubt. <laughs> the, the, the cloud that just rolled through the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like how EA is also casting doubt on the console industry. Yeah, yeah they're, they're casting yep. down on the console industry. And reading this next article... They had a lot to say this week. They, like, they, this, this, this just made me angry listening to this. Because it clearly shows me... You know what? I'm gonna talk about it first, and then I'm gonna tell yeah. you how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just gonna. We're gonna like, Let's try something different for a change. Yeah. And a rage coming through that like people are gonna have to take like turn their their speakers down. Yeah, yeah. Screaming yeah. over yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, industry gamers had an article. Uh, basically, the title of the article was EA CEO says consoles now only forty percent of the game industry. So that's what really brought me into this article reading that part and like okay like what is he talking about but that's not what we're going to talk about today <laughs> we're going to talk about some other, we're going to talk about some other things because as i'm reading it it's just like oh, you got to be serious you got to be kidding me so yeah he does say that um you know the consoles are you know you know back in 2000 the consoles were 80 percent of the industry now they're only 40 percent industry obviously he's talking about not just the, you know he's talking about console PC, iPhone, iPad, which I don't know why they consider those two separate things, but iPhone, iPad, right, um, mo- you know, mobile gaming in general, uh, Android, stuff like that. He's saying, you know, obviously, I think there's more people buying Angry Birds um, than they are a single copy of, like, you know, let's just say, just say Madden, you know, for example. Interjection. Nobody buys Angry Birds, and that's part of the issue. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about later. But go ahead. I was going to say that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, download. Sorry, but correct, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, you know, he says a couple things that are a, a bit disturbing. He's saying that graphics don't really matter. Um, you know, nobody we're cares getting... about that. Oh, well, yeah, what we're... specifically did he say though? Because it's one thing to say graphics don't matter, but he said something that really set you off. Oh well, well, there's a couple things he said that set me off. Well, <laughs> specifically about let's, the graphics. Let's hear them. Let, let him say it. Let's hear them. Okay, so basically he's saying that you know we're getting to a point where where you know like I said graphics don't matter. And uh, well, one thing he did say that kind of pissed me off is that people can't tell the difference between 1080p and 720p. That's, ah! That's one thing. I am <laughs> did you just pull a Nelson? <laughs> 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 I only did one high, actually. You know, I know, but you should have done the other one. It would have been perfect. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I mean, and my response to that is, if if you you're if you're watching a television and you can't tell the difference between 1080p and 720p, especially in a video game, you're watching a crappy TV, dude. Like, I don't know what type of TV the EA CEO has at his house. But uh, it's so big, Sylvania. Just can't tell the difference. Like it's just so big that he was blinded long ago by its glory. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. Like you know, the saying that is like it really is like wow, this guy does not play video games. <laughs> you know, like I knew he kind of like he. I knew he wasn't probably a gamer, but he doesn't play video games at all uh, because there is a clear, distinct difference between 1080p and 720p uh, in a game as long as your television is 1080p. You know. Um, but he's saying, you know, it's more important that we focus on that. Well, not we, but that they focus on things that customers want. Okay, like microtransactions, social experiences, and better cross-platform gameplay. 
Who and who out there is saying I don't want pretty graphics? I want more microtransactions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who say that? Besides people on Facebook, like who is saying that? They're not even saying that. They yeah. want more stuff for free, really. Like yeah, nobody says that. The only argument I hear and the argument I use sometimes is that I don't. Compared to gameplay, I don't care about graphics. But that's not what we're talking about here. Like that's not yeah. what's being discussed. Graphics. In fact, important. he doesn't even mention AI or anything like that. He does not even mention AI like that. Like that's not an issue, you know. Like I can see if you know because I can agree. Graphics don't need to be spectacular for me to play a game. Yeah, they don't um, need to be the focal point. Exactly. It's nice if they're good, but but yeah. before I mention microtransactions and social experiences, I would talk about AI. I want smarter computer players. You know I was thinking that too, man. I was thinking that a, a couple of things. Like he is saying that, like you know, we hear this every couple of years, especially when it's like uh, we're getting close to like next batch of consoles coming out. Like, well, we've kind of hit the uncanny valley. You know how much you know, we're going to have avatar yeah. graphics. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and that's what everyone everyone said when this round of consoles came out. Like, how much better looking can they get? And people have real short memories. Like, I I want you to pick up your PlayStation Two right now and start playing something, and then you will see how much better things can get each generation, okay? Yes. <laughs> and there are so many things that have not been perfected yet. AI is at the top of the list. Collision detection is still terrible in many, many games. There's still frame rate problems in a number of games. Yeah. Once all these things are perfect, <laughs> and I don't think they're ever going to be because they're going to keep pushing other things, and then you're going right. to have like, processing power, and it's going to be an eternal struggle to get all that, you know? Uh, uh, until in the perfect world when all that is handled, then you can make these these claims that, you know, there's really not much else we can do. And there, there's quite a bit, actually. There, there's quite a bit. There is quite a bit. And even in this article, he he brings out that, you know, he thinks Nintendo went the right path of not necessarily focusing on graphics, which I disagree. I think Nintendo try, did try to to, like, you know, raise that graphical bar, but then kind of failed thus yeah. far because we don't even know what it's going to look like yet. But we already know that the hardware that they're using for the graphics is a generation behind PC already. So we already know that it's not going to look even probably as good as the max PC game. Like, you know, probably won't even be able to render a Battlefield 3 at full res. Yep. Um, so it would be cool if it did. <laughs> it was it was Rusiel that 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 said that at, at E3 basically. Yeah. Who came out there with Battlefield 3? Like, hey guys, Battlefield 3, we we you we're not doing it. But you know, it'd be awesome. Like that. We're still not doing it. Yeah. Uh, but God. you know, he, he, he was praising Nintendo for you know the the new interface, like, you know, having that iPad-like, you know, controller, and, you know, he's saying focusing on social experiences, which I don't even understand how he's saying Nintendo's going to focus on social experiences, because that would require some type of good online structure. I guess that he's going back to 95, <laughs> and he's talking about everybody playing on the same couch, which is something that the Wii U technically might not even be able to do, really, because... He only supports one controller. Control. Yeah, you're going to be using old controllers and crap. Like, yeah, you'll get a couch experience, but everybody's going to be, you know, having controller envy. Yeah, but. actually, I'm going I'm to quote him from the article. He says, so Nintendo is bringing out a new platform that brings together some of what we're learning from new media and new platforms like iPad and then integrating them with the console. Why? What is this obsession with you people with the, the iPad? Like, like in gaming, you, you know can what I'm touch saying? it. 
I mean, but because <laughs> it's 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 a smaller. Like, I'm just guessing, but smaller footprint than a console. You don't have to hook it up to anything else. I mean, like it's an attractive idea. It's the same way that a laptop that is you know lightweight and portable is an attractive idea for a gaming machine because like it's more standalone. Like you don't have to like put so much. You know, like it doesn't have to be a console that you lug around that you plug into a TV. It can just be bloop. And you can play. It's a nice idea, but really. Like iPad is not well. Third not parties, yeah, you're right. You're right. But third parties and indie guys alike love talking it up because it's like here's this thing that a gazillion people have. You know, it doesn't cost that much to make games for it, and it's possible that we can you know get a surprise at and make a gazillion bucks off of it. That that's why they talk about it so much. Not because it's necessarily better. It's because there's a lot of potential for them to make money there. And you know what? He may be right with with this. That's fine. He's saying he's saying the game, uh, the console side. Excuse me, the console side of the game industry is only forty percent, where it used to be eighty. Okay, that's fair enough. I don't think the console side has shrunk. I just think nobody was really playing. We talked about this earlier before the show. Nobody was really playing um, mobile games like five years ago or eight, uh, eleven years ago. Because he's talking about two thousand when it was eighty percent console. So that that has blown up, true. But the console industry is still going incredibly strong. Uh, I don't I don't think one is really going to replace the other. Yeah, they definitely. You can go ahead, Rob. You go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, and that's that's my point is that literally every freaking week we cannot go a week. In fact, we can't go this week without getting three <laughs> stories about it. <laughs> but we can't go a week without hearing about how something in the game industry is going to destroy something else. Because that's what we hear. Yeah, that's all we hear. Because that's what we hear. It's not even that, you know, that they can co- they can possibly coexist with each other. It's not a possibility. If it's game industry, we're talking that, you know, like iPads are going to come out and Console's gonna disappear. It's no, there's no middle ground. Like you know, digital's gonna come out, physical's gonna go away completely, and we're never even gonna see a physical disc ever again because we don't see CDs now, even though there's iTunes and all that stuff. <laughs> like yeah, you see them less. It doesn't mean it all went away. Like yeah, maybe you're like if you turn your head a certain way, yeah, you don't see it anymore. But it, seriously, and that's the problem. Like everybody points to the success of Minecraft. Which, you know, given, conceded, like, that is an exception because people did have to actually pay for that to some extent. But it's still very cheap, and it's something that's still being built. And when you look at it, it's not, you don't get a confusion if you look at that and look at, you know, L.A. Noir. And that's you, one like, game, you anyways. Yeah. That, that's one game. That happens a lot. They're like, this the one game was hugely successful. So clearly, and, this is the future. And, you and then you're like, well, what at? about these? Go ahead. You know what they point at, though? Like, what? for those games, though, they point at Minecraft and they point at Angry Birds. And Angry that's Birds, exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah. Like, you don't pay for that. You don't pay for Angry Birds. Angry Birds makes its money off of advertising. And on top of it making its money off of advertising, it's an aberration. Not to say that that is not a possibility, that you cannot get quality stuff. Epic has been, you know, they did Infinity Blade. Like, that was, you know, a media darling and stuff like that on the iPhone or the iOS. Like, you know, like, they are good games to be made, but right now they are the exception more than they are the rule. And that's, like, part of the problem. I'm not saying that they can't, they can't, they're not going to overtake console. You know, like, if enough people play on it and if the technology evolves enough, like, I would rather play on an iPad, you know, like, if that's a possibility, than having to, like, 
deal with a console if it if it plays the same games, but it doesn't. It doesn't have the same experiences, and that's why I'm more concerned with the idea that like everybody thinks that one's going to destroy the other, and not the fact that like there's a place for both of them. They can both exist. They can both be in the same sphere and not ruin yeah. gaming. You know, like that's. I'm not putting aside my buttons and analog sticks anytime soon for Angry Birds. You know, per, all the time, twenty four seven. But you know, when I'm winning in line somewhere, then it's different. You know, and like, okay, I need something to entertain me that is quick and easy. That's what and those I don't games really are have to for. think about. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what those games are good for. They're not good for in depth experiences. Like, I wouldn't have the patience to sit and play L.A. Noire, which is totally a playable game on an iPad if it can hold the gra- if it could actually render those graphics. You know, I, c- I wouldn't have the patience to play that game on an iPad, you know what I'm saying, I want to sit down, I want to have the stereo sound, I want it on the big screen, I want all that stuff, you know what I'm saying, you want the experience. Right, yeah, it's weird, because like, I could see a game like, say, Journey being on an iPad, or something like that, and that would be interesting to me, but like, that's, that's like, but still, that's an exception though, like, there's so few games that are like that, that I could see having like, that sort of experience. Who's getting Battlefield 3 on iOS? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's just not. It just there's just some things that don't work. And I'm not saying that game won't gaming won't change and won't evolve in a certain fashion. But I think that it evolves to you know fit both. But we have an obsession, and by we I mean just journalism and gaming. And it like kind of makes me sad to like you know be a game journalist because we have this obsession with like the fact that like everything's gonna go wrong every week everything is going to go wrong like within the next year that something is going to get ruined game is going to be changed forever social game is going to overtake and like that's a problem like now john ricello is you know prone to saying things that are like you know just kind of inflammatory in a way like he just speaks from the cuff and he is a ceo he's not a developer he's not a programmer so like you know it's just him talking you know and he's a businessman um i mean like he's the same one that you know, predicted the death of in-store game buying, you know, well, not predicted, but reiterated something we already knew because that was on the investor call. Um, But, like, so he's known for this kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, for what it is, whatever. But he's not the only one that's had inflammatory views about things, as our next topic will show. (laughs) Yeah, here he is talking about, you know, Nintendo is the one that's, like, Look at this, they're doing something cool with services and stuff. And then you got somebody else saying that Nintendo has completely lost touch with the consumer. You want to tell us about that one, Jared? Yeah, uh, Ivan Baverstock. He, um, obvious, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, everybody knows who that is, right? Yeah, yeah, you've heard of him before, right? Because I haven't before this. But that doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm not going to say that he doesn't know what he's talking about based off of not hearing his name. Fair enough. But I'm not going to say that because, you know, that that would be just mean. But, yeah, um, it's, it's slightly ignorant because it doesn't mean he doesn't have a good point. We yeah, sit here and we do this every week, so. Yeah, but we, <laughs> no, so you know, we everybody, exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so uh, there was an article on games, uh, gamesindustry.biz, uh, and the title was uh, Iwata's Views, No Reflection of What Consumers Want. And he is still talking about Iwata's uh, keynote at GDC, where Iwata, um, you know, he he brought up that there's a lack of craftsmanship 
uh, and skill in the mobile game market. Okay. Um, and basically what, you know, Ivan is saying, you know, he disagrees, obviously, you know, it, he it's, is, he real is. Quick, it's Ian, by the way, it's not Ivan. Oh, oh, sorry. I said Ivan. Ian. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, I don't know his name. <laughs> but, it's um, okay. Sorry, I didn't want to break you up, but just yeah, it is Ian. You're correct. Um, yeah. So Ian, he, uh, you know, he's obviously like you know, not a, not a console developer. He is, uh, I believe, actually it doesn't even say what he develops for individually, but it's one. It's like you know, an iOS or um, you know, a Steam, Android, you know, something small. I'm not saying it seems small, but you get the point. Like he's like an independent developer. He's, he's not. Tenshi Ventures. I yeah. don't know what that is. I'm yeah. Up. Yeah. So he actually he co-founded uh, Koju it's Entertainment. It's a service. It's not even a developer. Uh huh. That's nice. That's what I thought. It's adventures. Well, was he like, was previously. But he was previously in it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair but basically, he, uh, you know, he was saying that. Well, there's a few things that he said. Um, he thinks that. That we're in the second great age of independent development, where independent developers will rise up and, uh, you know, I guess be free. Yeah, be free of publishers and their restrictions. What he's saying is that Ottawa. Well, so oh God, did it again. Iwata. <laughs> what he, um, his whole speech was basically to promote his, uh, you know, I guess their business model, Nintendo's business model, which is to keep the retailers happy and, you know. Uh, as a console publisher to, you know, keep their bottom line strong. He's trying to get people to conform to that, whereas he's saying there's so many different uh, outlets for independent uh, developers now, which there are. I mean, you can you can publish to um, iOS on your own, to Android on your own, to Steam on your own. XNA. Te- yeah, exactly. Technically speaking, you can publish to Xbox Live Indie Games to a degree. Mm-hmm. There's a little process you got to go through, but Microsoft really isn't involved. So there's a lot of different ways for developers now to get their, you know, their games out. You yeah. say, and uh, that's you- not even just counting putting it out on the internet, not on you know Steam or something. You putting it on the site or you know as a browser game, something along those lines too. Yeah, yeah. I think he makes. Some good, a good point in a way. Actually, I I do think the told that Nintendo is out of touch. It's like, well, you know, yes, in many ways they are. <laughs> uh, no one's going to rush into defense on that one because yes, it, it, well, I'm sorry, someone will. There's a lot of Nintendo fanboys out there, but most most people who own multiple platforms are going to look at you know Nintendo and realize like, yeah, they are really behind the times in many many ways. There's a lot of things they do great. There there are. Uh, but there's there's they're really stuck on that old model of you know putting out the console and being in complete control of the third parties and everything. But I I don't think that's dying tomorrow or here next weekend. You know that or that's the other thing. Year. And I yeah, and I think Iwata does does actually make some good points. With and, and by the way, did this guy just read his comments like last weekend or something? Like this is four months ago that Iwata yeah. said this. Thing. You know maybe, <laughs> March, but if, GDC. but he was the you know he. Is his it was his keynote or maybe oh no it wasn't his keynote um he was just you know speaking and I guess like if that's your platform and your chance to shine then like you're gonna talk about something that you disagreed with so even yeah. if it was even if it does feel like he said that crap you know like a year ago like that's really what it feels like to me but you know <laughs> whatever I know it was a couple months I guess some of what I <sighs> said though is right in that 
yeah, the the indie markets are so flooded. It's really difficult to break through. Like, like we just talked about, it's like people go, look how great Angry Birds did. And like, look how great Minecraft did. And like, okay, now name a third game like that. Um, did we say Angry Birds yet? <laughs> you know, uh, a good friend of mine is an XNA developer, and he talks to me all the time about how difficult it is to, to get your product out there and, and really be successful. It, it, there's so much stacked against you. And that's a lot of the problem with these with mobile developers is they just flood the market with crap. So then there are really good indie games out there, but they're buried under piles of crap that are selling for, you know, a dollar or two dollars. And it, it, I think it kind of does devalue things in a way. I mean, that's why people, a lot of third parties are still pissed at Nintendo for back in the NES and Super Nintendo days. They were incredibly strict about certification processes and what games could be brought out and whatnot. But you know um, what? We had better, we had better third party games than we had on the Wii. And that's that's because that came out of for you younger gamers who weren't around that that came out of the crash of '85 when the whole industry went underboard uh, uh, because it was just flooded with garbage, just absolutely flooded with garbage. Well, you, so should, the, you should Google ET the that. video game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody go. knows that story buried in the New Mexico desert in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> they just assumed it was going to be so wildly popular because it had ET in it. Um. But yeah, so that there, he makes some good point to that. But at the same time, he does he does go overboard, Iwata, in those statements he made four months ago about how your thing is awful and my thing is great. It does smack of some of that. And, and so the guy does make some point. Like, yeah, that there's a lot of changes happening. And just because Nintendo's model is successful doesn't mean other models can't be too. I think that's pretty much... Everything I have to say on that. You guys want to do that? Yeah, it's the only thing really is that, like, you know, I understand what he's saying because part of what, like, that's the thing, like, neither one is really, like, telling a lie, so to speak, you know, but, like, they're both only telling partial truths. You know, like, yes, Awada is, again, he's a businessman, you know, like, he's he's responsible for Nintendo's well being first. So, yeah, his things that he say are going to be. T- tilted towards that, you know, that line of thought. Because, but he's not wrong, though, at the same time. You know, like, yeah, it may be in Nintendo's favor for things to stay the way they are, but that doesn't mean he's wrong. You know, exactly. it's, there is something, uh, you know, there is a problem with when you suddenly have access to what everybody can publish on, you know, five different platforms or so, and it, without any kind of, you know, Regulation. Right, exactly. Um, that, yeah, you're going to get people who are legitimately trying to make good games. You are. But like we've already pointed out, like, they're the exceptions, or at least the ones that, you know, make it to the forefront. Like, because, again, like, even if your game is a gem, like, unless you get that right mix of, you know, social media, advertising, you know, that right push, like, it's going to stay down there. It's going to yeah. stay buried in all the crap. Because there is a lot of crap. I mean, like, there, if on pla- if on a regular like if on console platforms, which everybody seems so vehemently against, if on console platforms, you only have as many games as as we have come out in any given year, and yet, really, how many? What percentage of that is is really like are really good games? Like, really? Like, I'm 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 honestly asking a question. I would say what ten, fifteen percent. Of the games that come out in a year, 
That's probably about right. That's probably yeah. about where I put. And it. I mean, it's and that's a guess because you know, like all statistics are bullshit, really. But yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but if if seventy five percent of the time it works every time. Yeah, if in an industry where that much money is getting pumped into like those games and development on consoles, and that only that much of the you know of the games that come out are really great, and if you know maybe you say half of them are, are okay, then. How? What are the odds against you know against mobile and all that? You know all those platforms. So he he's right. You know, like in a in a certain respect that like you're going to get crap because some people are gonna just copy the next game that came out that was popular before them. Yada yada yada. But on the other hand, I understand what the other guy is saying. He's saying that you know that developers can take charge of their destinies and yada, and and all that stuff, and that's nice. But it doesn't necessarily work that way on either on either point. So yeah. That's true. That's all I had. That's true. all I had. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think we're all kind of on the same page here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, basically, his keynote was saying that, I, uh, you know, Iwata was wrong, and Iwata obviously thinks he's wrong, but I think they're right. both wrong because they neither of them know what consumers want. That's yeah, that's a good point too. <laughs> like, I, the thing they don't know, like I, everybody I, says, I know the, this is what the consumer wants. Yeah, it was like Ask could, all the consumers. <laughs> yeah, consumers don't want. Angry Birds. Some consumers want Angry Birds. Yeah. Not all consumers want Mario. Some consumers want Mario. So just, you know, just let, let them put out what they're, you know, putting out and put out a variety. Like was customers. it like an internet poll that I missed? Asking like what we wanted. Never, was I sick that day or something? Did no one tell? Me? There never is. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, you know what the consumers do want. Consumers do want for CEOs and developers and everybody else to stop deciding what they want. And just give them options. Yeah. Decide with your money, people. Decide with your money. Yeah, that's, that's the, thing the that was, only that was thing our, That was our lesson from last week, which, you know, Rob's not doing that with Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Damn you, Rob, you son of a... Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to trade in that Marvel vs. Capcom 3 that I have and you get that, bastards. like, less than $20, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Story. Is there yeah. anything else we could be angry at this week, though? Um... Well, I'm not angry at this one, but somebody is. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will be. Yeah, so, yeah, our, our last topic here is, uh, wow, I was going to say Marvel vs. Capcom, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> our, our last topic here is uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic. Um, so, recently they announced some, uh, some pre-order options that you have, which is all great. However, um, now I didn't pre-order, so I don't know how much how how true this is but uh basically what from what has been reported once you pre-order it tells you that you are likely likely to get your game on time (laughs) yeah likely after you pre-order okay so come to find out that even though and now these are digital pre-orders by the way just to let you know um even though the game is digital and pretty much just a copy. You know, this package, this pre-order is digital, it's just a copy. Um, EA is not going to allow everybody to download it and get onto the game at the same time when the game is released. Or so, so far, that's the plan. You know, basically, they're going to stagger who can get on at what times. And, I mean, I, I guess they're, they're saying that, you know, they're doing that so that they can I uh, guess better transition from development to the actual game being live and 
so people don't have to worry about the servers getting overloaded or uh, the servers crashing and, and things of that nature. Personally, I think that's bullshit because there's too much quantifiable data for them to have to do this. I mean, not only do you have the number of pre-orders, you also have the number of people in beta. And then on top of that, with the beta that they're going to be running, um, the, they're going to know what you know what the what loads their servers can take. So yeah, I'm not really buying it for that. Saying that oh yeah, it's for uh, it's so that we can ease you know people into the game or so that, you know the the servers don't crash and we you know we bring people in as we can take them. Yeah, come on. This game's been in development forever. First off, like forever. Second off, it, it's still, it's not like it's coming out in a couple of months. We still don't know the exact release date. We've heard a lot of things where they say, no, 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 this is when it's coming out. And then like a, two days later, you hear something else. Like, like it, you know, this isn't coming out for a while yet. We've got a lot of time to figure it out and get it right. Like, what is the problem? Like, we have run out of downloads to give out. I'm sorry. We have sold out of downloads, people. We don't have any more internets to give <laughs> you. Like, you what is the deal? Just too much stuff that you've downloaded <laughs> from us. We have no more to give. Yeah. Stop buying our games. We yeah. can't handle it. We're out of the GBs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have exhausted every number in... <laughs> There are no more download codes to give out. We're out of numbers. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> 5S Factory is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty, so weird. Yeah, like, I've never, ever heard of any publisher or developer doing anything like this. Um, you know, some people think that it may be because EA is inexperienced when it comes to, I guess, publishing MMOs directly. They're the they're the second largest publisher in the world. I can't believe they can't get somebody who doesn't know what they're doing to take care yeah, of this. They, they don't have the money to figure this out. They, if they can't figure it out, though, they can't pay somebody to fix this. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, if they can't do this, how are they gonna do games as a service? Oh, well, that's where all their budget's going. Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. We don't have any money to make this thing work right because we're bringing out sport flicks. Yeah, yeah. Rob's term from before the show came on. I stole that from Rob. Yeah, that's fun. I'm giving you credit. Thank you. Credit where it's due. Yeah, I mean this whole thing. No, now once again, they haven't even announced a release date, an official release date. Which is another problem. Yeah. So like, why? That's the first thing. Like, well, you know, you're. You're giving pre-orders on an unofficial release date, so that's one thing. 2000. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it'd be like, it'd be different if it was like Duke Nukem. They just kept pushing it back, (laughs) but they didn't. So, but uh, you know, a lot of things can change before the game gets released. I seriously think this is going to change because I would be irate if I made a pre-order like right now. Like I'll say, I, I got my pre-order, and then when the game came out, it turns out that, oh, you have to wait 30 days before you get yours. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, like, no, 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 no. Some, something's wrong here. And then that's when Jarrett takes a trip to EA with some Simtex strapped to his chest. So, oh, hey, no, we know that. Blow himself up. Yes. That we are up in the ante every week for you guys on this podcast. 
a few here. more weeks, Rob, and we will be at Call of Duty explosion level. Jeez, in a few weeks, we're going to be standing on top of the White House like we're on a boat. <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, dude. And, and like dropping Cristal down on Gabe while he's tied up in the lawn. Like, <laughs> like, like, we're gonna, like it's just gonna be so crazy. You know, like one day years from now, it's gonna be like on CNN. All of the game industry's most important figures disappear in one fell swoop. <laughs> Where can they be? <laughs> game development is at an all-time high. <laughs> Angry Birds doing surprisingly well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But uh, yeah, I really hope none of these people go missing. I really hope nobody blows up the A building because I'm kind of screwed. It, you. Yeah. I, I was in New Jersey. I yeah. was in New Jersey. Like tree, but... <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when Majesco goes like blows up, then we'll know it was you. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, there's there's one other like developer in New Jersey actually, Saber Interactive. They made like the crappy maps that came out for Halo Reach after the good stuff for it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys. Oh, so tell us how you really feel, Nick. Uh, I will, <laughs> but uh, unlike unlike the other two members of our podcast, I'm not trying to kill anybody <laughs> or blow yeah, up. Yeah, that just means you haven't been here long enough. I know. Yeah, that's true. you guys got a few casts on me. Yeah, yeah, we gotta find the passion, and then you'll you'll be ready to kidnap somebody. Yeah, I I did I did finally break down and you know say I would kidnap somebody last week. <laughs> so it's only a matter of time, Nick. I, I might actually. They're gonna show something for Halo Four, and you're gonna lose your mind. <sighs> yeah, uh, or they'll destroy Zelda, and I will have a heart attack, or they'll cancel the next Half Life, and then I actually will help Jared out with his quest to kidnap Gabe Newell. Great, and the more hands, the better. <laughs> But uh, all right. So yeah, yeah, that that's bad news for you, Star Wars fans, especially you guys who were uh, looking forward to the Old Republic. They um, just your ass. But I can't see them going through with this. I really can't. Like, I think they're gonna they're gonna that say, would screw the pooch on the game yeah. that they are is their baby right now. Yeah, I think it's they're so gonna. Stupid. I think they're gonna turn around and be like, "Oh no, we're not doing that anymore." And you, we'll see that before the end of the year, I think. So. When they make I, that announcement, <laughs> we'll let you know. We would definitely let you know. You said you wanted to say something, Nick? No, I was just saying I hope. Oh, you, okay. so they make that announcement, you think, and I'm saying, yeah, I hope they do. Because yeah. this, this is absolutely ridiculous. This is so stupid. I don't even play MMOs, but I really like Bioware games. I'm kind of half-considered maybe getting in on the whole uh, the Old Republic thing, but who knows? I mean... Not if this is the way they're going to treat people. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, I think we're, we're going to wrap up on that one. Um, in terms of games coming out next week. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh-uh. we, are in, we are staring into the abyss, and the abyss, abyss is staring back at us. I'm just going to say this. Download Bastion. Do the, it. The, and what's coming out next week? Is it from Dust? Maybe that would be good. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Like I, I didn't get you to really play that. Understand that game? <laughs> it's a god oh, game. Yeah. It's a god game. Yeah, I mean, like I guess maybe that's the problem. I'm just like I don't care. I, you don't want to be god. I do, but I've been god so many other times in games like it that I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just the, like maybe it's not not comprehending it. It's just that I just don't care about being you know playing black and white again. You don't want to like smite me. Yeah, if I want to smite people, I'll go back and play Incredible Hulk Hogan Destruction, because that game's good. all about smiting people, and you basically are God in that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, actually, yes, next week is from Dust. 1,200 Microsoft points on Wednesday. So I would check that out. But if you really want something, like for your console, um, oh, Catherine is coming out for the 360 and the PS3, which is kind of, you know, that's that's a kind of a major release. I haven't heard anything bad about it, but I haven't heard anything really good about it. Actually, Jason Worsitz did do a preview, and he liked it. But it's, I don't know if it's one of those and games like that's for demo. everybody. Yeah, it's, not, it's definitely not. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, like, no I've way. played the demo, and it is not for everybody. Because, like, they really build it as, like, they build it as kind of a, like, a, a Persona almost game. Like, where it's that kind of, like, horror and more of, like, an in-depth gameplay. And you would expect an RPG out of that. It's not. It's a puzzle game. Okay. Like, that's what the main, the main focus of, like, the actual gameplay is. And the rest of it is kind of, like, a little bit of, like, decision-making and, you know... Sheep men. Anime cutscenes. Yeah, and sheep heads. That's, that's all it is. I mean, it looks interesting. I'm going to get it, but that's not for everybody. Like, if you like Shin Megami games, you might like that. But otherwise, it might want to steer clear. Yeah. So there's that. There's uh, Pac-Man and Galaga Dimensions. Woo! Sweet! Nice. <laughs> and then there's uh, Sims 3 Town Life Stuff. Is that the official title for that? What the it's probably an that? expansion pack. That's all I can only imagine. That's an expansion pack. Is it three yeah, expansion uh, packs or one expansion pack? <laughs> it's probably one because they give their things silly names like that. Well, well, there's that for you people who are looking forward to that. Yay! But, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's a depressing time right now. <laughs> but um, don't worry. Um, Before you know it, it'll be you know fall, and we'll be playing Batman: Arkham Asylum and looking at the Penguin and playing with Catwoman and doing all sorts of awesome things. Yeah, Rob will be playing Call of Duty. Oh no, that won't happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't know. I might do the review again this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, we definitely, we're definitely gonna have a versus series: Battlefield Three versus Modern Warfare Three. So, look forward to that. That's definitely happening. Um, but more, cool. I guess, uh, more uh, recently, or or closer to before that, you're gonna hear the Mortal Kombat versus Marvel vs. Capcom Three, which kind of has um, it's a little different than what we did before because. When we talked about when we talked about uh, Need for Speed and you know Need for Speed Blur and then uh, Medal of Honor and Call and Black Ops, we were really into those games. You know what I'm saying? Like we knew those games in and out. Whereas with this one, like I think Mikey, who you haven't heard on the podcast before, but you will, he is really into fighting games, so he's like kind of the expert there. Then Rob, I would say, is like the intermediate guy, and then you have me, which I just kind of play for fun. You know what I'm saying? I really don't care that I'm not that good at it. <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit. It's a, you, you'll hear three different you get perspectives. Different, yeah, you get different viewpoints. On yeah, why. it's, it's kind of interesting. But um, all right, yeah, it's gonna wrap us up. Uh, as always, you can check us out on SoundCloud. You know, SoundCloud.com slash Mash Those Buttons. We're on Twitter, uh, which is Twitter.com slash MTB Site. Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons. Of course. You can you know check us out on MashLessButtons.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to say. Love us, hate us, let us know. Uh, just leave us a comment. If it's something real nasty, send Rob an email. Hi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, class, let's give does. out his personal phone number right now. Yeah. Five five five. You know, I kind of want to try an experiment. I want to see if this is going to work, and if it doesn't, it's not going to hurt my feelings. I just thought about this right now. I'm gonna ask a question. And I want the audience to answer it. How do you okay. think that? 
Let's, let's, we want to try that and see how it goes. Let's do it. Worst comes to worst, we can have our mothers and relatives, you know, just... Exactly. I know if you pay to answer this. Exactly. <laughs> so, I guess, uh, let's, let's ask a question about uh, one of our topics. Why not be uh, no reflections on what consumers want? Okay. So, as a consumer, what do you want in a game? Why don't you riddle us that? So, just leave a comment in the... Uh, you know, in the comments section, or maybe even just tweet us, or tweet us you yeah. know, tweet us, or you know, um, you know, we, but yeah, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm I'm getting... <laughs> yeah, don't watch him, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, leave us a comment on Facebook, uh, you know, don't you guys say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, do want to do one of those things, and you know, let us know, let's. I kind of want to see how this works out. I'm going to see if, you know, we get some feedback. So, yeah, just um, answer that question if you feel so inclined. And other than that, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. See you next week. See ya.